This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. We come before your throne of grace in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just uplift this day before you, Lord. We just thank you, Father, for your word, Lord. A word, hallelujah, that would destroy the bondage, the yoke of the enemy. Hallelujah. Your word says that we are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So we thank you, Father, for new information, Lord. Hallelujah. New information, hallelujah, that causes us to grow. Something that we can use today, hallelujah. Something that is going to push back the enemy in the name of Jesus. Something that's going to make a change, hallelujah in our minds, hallelujah, because your word says, be renewed and be transformed, hallelujah. We thank you, Father, something also that will cleanse us, hallelujah, because we know your word washes us, and we thank you, Father, and we'll give your name all honor and glory and praise for it, and we ask this blessing in Jesus' name, amen. All right, now we can be seated, amen, amen. Uh, Today, I'm going to be speaking about sanctification. Plain and simple message. It's a simple message. Amen? But it's a hard message because of who we are. Amen? Um, let, let's turn to Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. Amen? First. <laughs> All right, how you doing? Adam? Okay. Verse 5. Okay. Oh, no wonder I said it wrong. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Okay, <laughs> that's where I said, well, why haven't why didn't they get it the first time? Chapter 5, verse 23, I guess it is. Amen. Amen. She's going to do my reading, so y'all listen up. and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ amen Amen. Um, let me me explain what I'm going to be speaking about tonight God has been putting this on my heart for myself and then when she said okay you can speak I was like it's for everybody else too what this this message is something now I I don't want you to get it wrong now because I've been saved a long time you know boy I can't even remember how to but since 1987 okay well however long that is all right but um to be aware of doing what it takes to become 
sanctified, I have not been on a continual process of doing. Can I say it that way? Meaning, uh, there are things that we should be doing. And I said to myself, well, you know, I, I know about it. But see, in the last couple of weeks, I've just been reading about it. And God said, no, no, no. Okay, you don't read about it enough. When when you going to start doing it? So, you know, I know, I know, I know he wouldn't have had me reading about it. There weren't things that I need to do. Amen. So God is saying, there's some things I want you to get rid of, Lenny. Amen. Now, you know, uh, I'm going to cover a, a couple of things. I'm just going to tell you some stuff about me. See, I, 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 I like to be an open book. You know, sometimes Lenny play around and, you know, my flesh is fighting saying this, but, you know, sometimes. He play around and he'll say the N-word. You know how we use the N-word, you know, you might, you know. <laughs> See, now I'm trying not, now usually I'll get up here and I'll say it if I wanted to say it. But I'm trying, because I'm trying to teach myself, I don't, God's like, I don't want you to use that word no more. I was like, well, you know, I don't use it like calling people, but he's like, no, I want you even playing, you know, socially, socially saying that word. And I was like, all right. All right, you know now, now just bear with me if I slip up a little bit. We like that. See, see, you know what it is now. It's a process, so I ain't expecting you to not slip. I'm just saying what I want. Okay, amen, amen. I want you to be more open to what I'm saying to do, even when you know that sometimes I'm gonna say something that you are like. But you know, for me to do that, I'm going to have to eat a lot for me to do that. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care. Amen? Uh, in terms of the things that you look at, I don't want you to just look at anything. No, I'm like, oh, come on, now you're getting a little bit, you're getting out of hand. Now, and in turn, now here's the big one. Lenny may not say nothing. He may not do nothing that you know that he's doing wrong, that you know. But he thinks some things, and sometimes his body is acting a certain way because of what he's thinking. Now, only God and him knows that. You know, man, you got to look and say, hey, you look fine, everything look fine to me. But Lenny know that he did what he did just because of what he thought, that negative thought that he thought. Amen? So God just said to me, look, I want you to tell people that. Because, see, they ain't no different from you. Everybody, you know, we can all smile and say, I'm with you, okay? I love you. You my brother. You my sister, okay? But I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know why you do what you do. Amen? Only God knows. And I'm talking about the negative things that only you know that you're doing that nobody else knows that you're doing. Amen? Like, like I, I give you a fence to sometimes the, the wife gets mad and starts fussing at the husband, but it's not what, what he just now did. It's something else, actually. And he's like, well, why is, it, why is this little tiny thing such a big thing? Now, that's, that's just a plain example of what a lot of us, we get away with that stuff. We get away with that stuff. That's the stuff that God wants to get out. Amen? Now, before I start, the reason why 
God is moving this way. And I noticed that everybody's message, I noticed that in the last couple of weeks, is moving towards us becoming holier. There's a reason for that. Amen? But God wanted me, wanted me to say to everybody that one of the reasons is because we're in the last days. Now, we've been hearing that over and over, but I'll just give you what that means simply. Things, people, people make the saying that um, it's not going to, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I'm going to tell you, that's a worldly saying. It ain't going to get better. Unless you're in Christ, the things that you see are not going to get better. You are not going to see nothing get better. You, you see, any of you drive, now you, you, you're paying for the gas, right? Now, now, if I had asked you a year ago or two years ago, do you, do you think that the gas will go up to where it's almost like 250? You'd be like, oh, no, that ain't that. It'll probably go up to like 185, but I don't think it'll get to 250. But they got you now. And they got you where they don't even, the, the, the news is a tricky thing. When they don't want you to really be cognitive of what's going on, they don't talk about it. You ever notice that? Nobody ain't saying nothing about the gas. Just keep going, keep going up. I'm like, you don't hear it on Because they want to nullify your brain into saying, this is what gas costs. So you don't care no more. Amen. Uh, the, the profanity that's on TV. Do y'all think that it's going to get to a point where we won't need cable anymore? Because every word that can be said will be said on TV. Yes, yes. Oh, people are like, no, no, that's not gonna. I guarantee you, it's gonna move that way. Pornography. <laughs> there are some shows that are showing nudity in the show. All right, and what they're doing is it's a little at a time, a little at a time. And what they're not, they're not going back. Anything that the devil has caused them to let loose, he done let loose, and they're not gonna take it back. So what I'm trying to say to you is that nothing is going to get better. Amen? You, you're looking at buying a car. Car prices are up. Years ago, maybe 10 years ago, there was hardly no such thing as leasing a car. Now, that's what everybody does. I'm still trying to make sense of why it is better. A car is made to last a lifetime if you take care of it. But they tell you that you need one every three years. They're telling you that. But when we were little car, cars, technology wasn't as great, but you, you get a car, you kept it. Now, you know why? Because we have become an unsatiable people. We're not satisfied. Nothing is going to satisfy us. Amen? And that's part of the enemy's spirit that he has released in the world. We're not satisfied with nothing. Amen? So what they want to do is they want to keep pumping stuff out to you. So what I'm saying to you is this. With all of that going on around you, you have to know in order to live in Christ that there are some things that you, you cannot just say, oh, well, well it, that's just what they do because they're going to do more. Amen? Some of y'all are looking at getting married or, or you're, even look at your kids getting married. Well, they're trying to stop people from getting married to a point where marriage won't be a thing that you do. You'll be odd when you decide to get married. Amen? So what I'm saying to you is that we want to know that in this sanctification process, we have to know that there are things that we will not partake of because the world is doing it. Whether they say 
it's right or not. And the reason why we need to understand that is because that may be the thing that's keeping you from God. Amen? We're all talking about this power and the things that we want to see, but you've got to draw nigh to God for him to draw nigh to you. Amen? God gave me a little illustration. I was like, well, what is this thing, sanctification? And let me, let me, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. You can read it for me. Chapter 1, verse 2. Everybody there? All right. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Amen. Now, God, in terms of the sanctification process, it has more than one part to it. When God says the elect, I've heard a lot of people say things about when, it, when, when scriptures talk about the elect. Well, from my understanding, when I read it, the elect is just like what's going on now. We're getting ready to have an election, right? Right? You got Jacari or whatever his name is and Bush, right? And you got one here, one there. You decide whose side you're going to be on. You got Jesus and you got Satan in the world, whether you know it or not, you got two choices. God is saying, elect. You're going to elect to choose Jesus, or you're going to elect to choose the world. When God talks about it, he says the foreknowledge, meaning God knows what you're going to do. You know, but that does not mean that he's making you do it. He just knows what you're going to do. He knows who you're going to decide on. Amen? So what God is saying, before you can go into the the process, the first part of your sanctification is that you decided to get on the side that brings you to that. So now I'm going to take it a little deeper. We decide and that, that brings you into the born again process, right? But now once you're there, you still got to decide, I'm here. Am I going to stay on the road to where Jesus is trying to take me? and the process he's trying to take me through, or am I just going to say, I chose you, Jesus, and I'm just going to stand here, and that, that's the end of my journey. And I believe that a lot of people stop right there. They're not working on nothing else. They're not trying to change. They don't even realize that they've still got to be working on changing. The Bible says, work out your salvation. But I, I'm telling you, I, I think for years... I have not been on a steady thing of saying, well, Lenny, you know, you, you, you know you still do this. You told you tell lies. Lying is a you still gossip here and there. You still do it. Amen. Amen. You still backbite. You still murmur and complain sometimes. Amen? You still withhold when you have? <laughs> See, I'm, what I'm saying to you is this. We, we think we're think we perfect. As long as we don't do no major sins, there's nothing to work on. No, that ain't true. You still pick who you like to deal with. You still have respect of persons. 
I'm telling you. I'm telling you. See, see, he, I just look at me because, see, I look at the things that people can't see. Because I know that that'll keep you where you are. Amen. See, the major sins, we, we know, okay, when people go, oh, you shouldn't smoke, you shouldn't drink. Okay, look, look, that, that's stuff that you, you got to work out. We, we know that. We know that because we smell the alcohol on you, okay? You smell like a burnt building. Amen. So we don't, have to, we don't have to bother you about that. See, that's not the, I don't even think God is really worried about that. Amen. It's the stuff that we can't, that people can't see, that you could walk around here, and it's the stuff that when we get up there and go, hey, why brother so-and-so, I thought he'd be up here. <laughs> like, no. Brother so-and-so wasn't working out his own salvation. There was some stuff that was keeping him. And what happened is, it actually pushed him away to the point where he was backslidden, and you may not have known, but he was. Amen. You've got to really understand that there is a process that is going to go on and it's going to go on continually. Amen? You can't look at yourself and say everything is going to be easy. Okay. All right. We're going to give her time. Okay. Okay. All right. We're, we're, we're working out this process even with us because she's like, well, I, I'm going to get up. I ain't going to be jumping in and saying nothing. I said, well, you said you, said you have one little story to tell. Okay. No, we're going to work up to telling her own story. Okay. Amen. But um, that, that process is something that we have to realize that we have to undertake and it's not an optional process. Amen. Amen. Sanctification is almost, is, is almost as if you're saying, there are things that I'm putting away, turning away from, and turning to. Amen? But the, but the thing that we miss sometimes is this. When you get born again, you know, sometimes, I don't know if you remember, when, but when I first got born again, I didn't do nothing bad. I didn't do nothing bad. For 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 that week. <laughs> now, you know, not that I can remember. I don't know, you know, I didn't do nothing bad. You know, I felt clean. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 but that was umpteen years ago. <laughs> okay. And nobody said, well, you know what? You got to work on, you. okay, you got to maintain. <laughs> okay. And that's where I think we go wrong. We don't maintain. We think that we gained it, and it's mine. I possess it. I don't know how many times I, I've gone to churches, especially when I first got born again, and I didn't know any better, that I see these women. Never saw me, I'm sorry, but I always see these women. Yeah, I got all nine gifts. <laughs> like, they possess it, and they maintain it. And I would be like, wow, you must be bad in the spirit, okay? I got every nine, and I got the gift of tongues. I, got, I was like... All right, you know, I'll be amazed, okay? I didn't see anything happen, but they will let you know, okay, when they gave honor to God that I'm filled with, and I got all nine gifts. I didn't even know what the nine gifts was, amen? But there are some people that think that they possess these things, and you're not. Being sanctified is something, it's being. It is not is. It's sanctification, it's a doing of something. It's something that you are constantly doing. So if you don't watch certain things, you got to keep talking. Because uh, this was her part, but I'm going to jump in on it. She, she, she said, you know, when, when she first got born, she said, I like to party. <laughs> but as soon as I realized you can't party, 
the reason that made it hard, because everybody, the devil, what she told me, the devil had his radar out on me. And as soon as he realized I liked the party and I was trying to give it up, he was like, everybody was coming. There's a party. <laughs> There's a party. What do you mean? We ain't gone in a while. Come on, now you got, but we didn't go when you first got born again. We ain't been in a while. Okay? But that, that's exactly what happens. Amen? You, I can't drink, but everybody come. The, the person that used to come over and drink your liquor, oh, and never had no liquor, all of a sudden they come over knocking on the door. I got a bag today. Don't worry about it. I got a bag. I got a bag. You know how, now you know I ain't never had a bag. Now you got to drink with me now. Cause you know, I, I owe you. I owe you. I feel, you know, something just came on me. I felt bad and I went and bought a bag. I had my last couple of dollars and I went and bought a bag. I don't know what happened, but I'm here now. And you got to share this with me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Things that, that you would never expect all of a sudden start to happen. Here come the enemy because he, he is very crafty. He don't take a break. So that's why I'm saying that whether you say I'm on God's side or not, you have chosen a side. Amen? So that process means that you have to maintain. Do you understand that when it says that we're in a battle, that we're in an army of the Lord? Well, you know, what, what gets me with most of us Christians is this. We're in a battle, and what we do is this. We throw one punch, and then we stop. And the devil is like, boom, 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 right back. He don't stop. That's what we do. We, do one, we pray one time. Or we confess one thing and we get him off. <laughs> okay? Or we make a strike in the spirit. And that's all. Then we stop. But the devil is like, if it was a battle, here's what's happening. We're doing this. Blocking, blocking, he's throwing, but we block it. We boom, we get one in, and then he's like, <laughs> and, and that's all that happens. <laughs> knocked, knocked out in the spirit. Never, never threw another punch. Amen. Because in your sanctification process, that means you're going to have to be true to yourself. Amen? You can't think that, that when the Bible says there's none good but God, you have to really look at yourself and really understand there is none good but God. There's, I guarantee you, if everybody was willing, you could tell me something, I'd be like, yeah, you need to get rid of that. <laughs> Maybe all some of us got the same, but there's things that you need to get rid of. Because what will happen is this. You know, when they say the glory of the Lord came in to the temple. Amen. Now, everybody is always concerned with the building. And that's what I was like. Yeah, the build, you know, because we want God to come in. And I was like, Lord, I do not understand this sanctification stuff. Is it something that I get because you gave it to me? Or is it something that I acquired? I didn't understand it. I was like, I'm reading, but I don't understand it. And God said, Lenny is like ice cream. I was like, okay, whatever that means. He's like, you know, when you go to, to Baskin Robbins and you get a scoop, right? Now, you can get a scoop and they put it in a cup. He said, but it's just sweeter if they set it in the cone. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I understand, yet yeah, that's true. But what in the world does that have to do with sanctification? And God said, I'm the cone. I want to set in you. Then I was like, okay, that's fine. But I still don't get it. He said, okay, I'm going to give you another example. 
if you had uh, the president coming, right, and you had a Bentley, right, but you knew when you opened the door that Bentley, because of the way you were, you ate in the Bentley, whatever dropped, you dropped it there. You left all your dirty clothes in the Bentley. You never washed the inside of the Bentley. When the president come, he going to look and go, hey, this guy's all right. He got a Bentley. But when he opened that door, now he want to he wanna get in because everybody on the, if people were watching, they'd be like, it's a Bentley, get on, get on in. And he'd be like. And, and nobody would know why he don't want to come in because the, the outside is gleaming. But he is refusing to ride and think because, see, what's happening is this. That, that, that's, that's God. He wants to come in, but see, here's the problem. He'll come in, but instead of him being able to get in and drive you, he ain't got no time to drive you because he's spending too much time cleaning up the inside of the car. And that's the point with most of us, that God is there, but he's spending so much time trying to clean up. He can't, he can't just enjoy the ride and go where he want to go because he ain't even drove the car yet. He's <laughs> looking in the back seat, rolling the windows down, trying to throw this out, trying to throw that out about you, trying to get some new scents in, <laughs> okay? Okay, all right? So God wants to be able to drive you. Amen? So when we talk about the tabernacle, it's you. It's you. God wants to come into you. So when you're talking about you want to see the presence of God, the presence of God is you. The tabernacle is you. He wants to come and set inside of you. But like any other place, if, if it's not holy, he don't want to be there. Amen? And that's what most of us need to be doing. We need to be working on that process of saying, okay, I'm getting rid of this. I'm getting rid of that. I'm getting rid of it. So, so now, what are these things? Well, I can go real deep, but I, I, I'll just go for the soul first. All right? Because I truly believe the spirit part of you, the Bible says that God will take care of that because if you read your word, He'll take care of the spiritual part. You read your word and pray. He'll take care of that part. Right? But now, that is a simple process. Or you are, as long as you're willing, it's going to happen. But now when it comes to the soul part of you, it's a different process. Amen? The soul contains your wills. And I won't say will. I say wills. Because some, some things you're going to have that you will to do right. But there's going to be a... Some other things that we don't know about that you will not to do. Amen? Uh, one, of, one of the biggest things, I'll tell you another thing God told me. He's like, okay, they say, you know, they having stuff living on Friday. You don't never come. And I, I, I told you the last time I got up here, I used my reason. And God said, well, I want you, I want you to, to plan to go. Amen? He said to plan to go. Now, what that showed me is this. A lot of people say, I can't, I can't, I can't. And they have valid reasons why they can't. But you know what? When you start to plan, even if it's nothing but, I, I, I want to go, I want to be there. 
Even if circumstances seem to have been keeping you from being there, God will say, okay, they want to go now. Now I'm going to change everybody else around so they can go. But you have to have said, I want to go first. But if you keep saying, I can't go. I can't go and you can't bother me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that was my thing. I can't go. I can't go. And don't bother me about it because God understands. It's just you. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So what the Lord is saying is that one, it's got to start in here that you have to in your head say, I'm going to do his will. Amen. But now the next process is this. Well, what, what, what wills are you talking about? Amen. All right. So let, we, we, we're going to the body. So I'm going to start with the eyes because <clears throat> the Bible says the eyes, the light of the body. Amen. So uh, we'll go from, you know, baser things to lesser things to more important things. Uh, first, what you are watching. Amen? Now, we're gonna go, I'm going to go to the baser things. These are the baser things, believe it or not. Amen? So if, if you are a person that, you know, pornea, <laughs> okay, seems to pass fleetingly by, it doesn't mean anything. Or it's on the cable station, but you don't watch it, but it's on there. You need to check yourself. And ask yourself, well, do I need to get rid of this? Amen? Because I, I ain't there. I'm not there to know what you do. Amen? Amen? If you're the type that you let your eyes. Amen? I'm going to tell you something funny. I'm going to tell you something funny. Uh, <laughs> see, now, y'all don't realize, most people didn't know my situation, but for a time before I got married to Cindy, I was a single man. I was, but most people didn't know. But what happened when I was a single man, you know, there was you know, no boundaries. So my eyes, you know, became as a single. Now, I, now, now, I said as a single man. I didn't say as a single dog, okay? Okay, I said as a single man. Okay, so now, you know, if I see some eye candy, <laughs> okay, okay, you know, I, I, I said, oh, oh, okay, I acknowledged, now, now see, now there's a difference, there's a difference, there's a difference, because God has designed the man that he will look, and if you say you don't look, you all you're doing is frustrating, so it's how you look, amen? But now, when you get married, you must retrain. So now, you know, all of a sudden, they're like, I look, they look. I look, they look. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it seems like you're looking everywhere. Everywhere we go. Okay. Then, boy, and I was like, oh, God. Look straight. Look ahead. Okay. Look straight ahead. Okay. Okay. It was a old, it was a older woman. Okay, she was just broke her laundry. It was nothing important. Okay, but see, what I'm trying to say to you is that that's training. Amen. That's training. And if you don't train yourself, you can get out of hand, especially when you're single. Amen. Uh, just leave it at that. Okay, leave it at that. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Now, another thing. I'm going to go to, not that that's base. But if we want to go higher, uh, things that you look at. When you're watching the TV, okay, 
Now, we know movies and things can have a certain effect on you. It depends on what movie it is. But also, there are other things that come on the TV. There are other voices that are speaking in this world. Okay? So if you decide all of a sudden you're going to listen to the, uh, what was the name? The guy that does the uh, talking to the dead. <laughs> okay? All right? If you decide you're going to listen to the people that read the palms all of a sudden. You decide all of a sudden, hey, on, you know, Channel 13, they're talking about Buddhism. You decide you're going to listen to these things all of a sudden. That's danger. Amen? If you decide you're going to read these books over and over again, I don't know why, I always seem to run into these people who get into the deliverance, they into the deliverance minute. They need deliverance themselves, but they into the deliverance minute and they need it themselves. And they read these books. Rebecca Brown and all of these other things. Well, you want to know something? I don't care what you say. I'm not saying that they're not anointed to probably teach on these subjects, but that stuff is not for everybody. Amen? Amen? It's just like this. There, there's anointed problem. It's just like when Pastor Kerry used to talk about he would go to Africa and there's certain demons and stuff that were strong down there. Well, hey, even the Pastor Kerry was saying you could go. I'm not going. I'm not going unless God say you're supposed to be down with him. Okay? Because if you get out there and you're trying to box in this arena where your arms are too short, you're going to get hurt. Okay? Amen? Because them demons don't know no difference. You meaning this. If they came and they can't get me, they'll get you. Okay? okay. Don't care. Amen? You need to know where you're supposed to be. Amen? So yes, this, this Bible will teach you enough that you need to know about demons, but you don't need to be reading all these demonology books. And some of them are just that. Demonology books, they are not books that are giving scriptural information on how to fight the enemy. They're giving more accounts of what the power of the enemy is. Amen? So you need to be aware of that because fear causes fear. Amen? I, 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 I told Cynthia, I'm like, I, I don't like to watch them scary movies. I can't watch them but for so long. And, 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 and not monster movies. My brain, monster movie, a monster movie won't bother me, even though I'm bothered them because I think it's kind of corny. But you know what bothers me? It's something like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Stuff that when I was little, I read in the paper that somebody really did this. Okay? That bothers me. So if I keep reading that, that puts too, that'll put fear in me. Because you're letting it come in over and over and over again. Amen? And you don't know. And see, the tricky thing about the enemy is this. You can think that the fear that he's putting in only has to do with violence. It, no. You can find that you have fears and other things and you don't know where it came from. Amen? So you've got to be very careful of what you are doing. Amen? All right, now, you've gone to the eyes. Uh, let's go to the physical doing. Things that you do. Amen? And you say, well, what in the world could I be doing? Amen? All right. Uh, you sit and you go and you buy you your lotto ticket. <clears throat> and you go, well, what difference do it make? Lenny, it's only a, a ticket. For you to grow in the knowledge of God's financial plan, you cannot partake 
and other things that are pushing your belief of faith away from him doing what he promised to do. You can't partake in both. You can't serve two masters. Either you're going to believe you're going to hit the lotto or you're going to believe in the tithe and the offering. It is not, it's not going to mix. Okay? So you fool, you're fooling yourself. And I think that sometimes that we do that. We think that we can do both. Amen? Uh, now, this, this is really going to hit some of you. And this is one that I'm guilty of. You are not a machine. You cannot say you're going to serve God and you don't go to sleep. But I'm up, I'm, 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 I'm doing the work. No, you ain't reading and praying. You're up. You're just up. You don't go to sleep. Yeah, let that sink. Because then you go, well, I can't wake up in the morning. You can't wake up in the morning because your body has already told you, I need this much sleep to wake up. So that means when you come into the house, and, and, and it's an exception if you're coming in from working or something like that. But I'm talking about when you know you're in the house. Make everybody go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. Make everybody go to bed. <laughs> Why, why? Why can't you? Eat, eat, eat early. <laughs> Think about Set a schedule and say, we're going to eat at this time. If you ain't here, <laughs> that's too bad. You will leave you something. But we are eating, and very shortly after, we will be going to bed. Especially if you got kids. Amen? But it's even a good practice, especially, I don't care what you say, for all of us that have reached a certain age, okay, if you in if you in the four zero club and you you okay and anything above, I'm sorry, I, I I'm an avid person of exercise, but when the four zero started hitting, I said, wow, you know, I'm doing a lot of napping, <laughs> okay, a lot of napping, amen. And you said, well, what does that have to do with anything? Because God, the, the, I, I can't remember the scripture, but there's a, a scripture that talks about the time of God when he's, when he's more apt to be receptive. And it seems to be in that four and five o'clock in the morning area. You know, now, this is, now this is I'm not saying it's a scriptural, but I, I, I believe it's because demons work through men and when they all sleep, <laughs> it's, it's easier for stuff to go through, <laughs> okay? But I'm just saying that at that morning time, okay, when Pastor Kelly want to have that early six o'clock in the morning prayer, there's a, there's a reason for it. It's not just to say, I want to break you, <laughs> okay? <laughs> See if you will get up in the morning, okay? It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with timing. And some of us say, I want to do that, but I, I'll be too tired. It's not that I don't want to. I'm just tired. And there's a simple answer to your tiredness. The body and what you're eating. Amen? You're tired also because of what you're eating. You're not putting anything nutritional in your body. Boy, I'm talking to a lot of folk now. <laughs> okay? You're hurting because you're not putting anything nutritional into your body. You're putting stuff in 
and stuff is going out and the body is saying, I'm still hungry. <laughs> when are you going to put something in here that I could use? Amen. And then for some of you is this. You ain't putting nothing in because you're trying to watch your weight and you, the devil has tricked your mind to saying the way to lose the weight is don't eat. Well, if you don't eat, you're going to be more tired and you're going to be fatter. Your body is not made that way. Your body is made like a furnace. If you put the right stuff in, it burns. That's your metabolism. So you put good stuff in and you put it in four to six times. A salsa size, though. <laughs> That's the trick to it. Not a plate. And we got another helping. A salsa. If you ate, if you ate a salsa size or whatever, whatever was good, Okay, you could squeeze in a donut or two here and there. Amen? But you've got to be eating good things because it will speed up your metabolism. I don't care how old you are. It'll speed your metabolism up. And you'll find that you get stronger and you feel better rested. For us older people, you another reason why you're tired is because you're eating at night. This is, this is my king problem. You're eating at night. Your body can't take it no more like when you was little. You can't eat at night. So another reason why you don't want to get up in the morning is because your body has work. It takes work to, to digest food. Did you know that? All right? So you're working. You're working your system through the night. You, you can't do that and feel well-rested and say to yourself, I'm going to get up in the morning. Amen? So you need to fast so then you can have breakfast. <laughs> But know what? Some of us ain't fasting during that. What? You don't need breakfast because you ain't fasted during the night. You ate before you went to bed. That wasn't a fast. You know, some things are so common, but we're not thinking about it. It's called breakfast because it meant that you went a long time before the next meal. But most of us are not doing that. We're eating, and then we come in and eat again. We're like my son. He comes to me, and he's like, Dad, I'm hungry. I'm like, you just had something about an hour ago. He said, yeah, but that was an hour ago. <laughs> Amen? You, you can't do that. And you have to realize what your limitations are. Amen? So with your body, you have to be taking care of yourself because all of these things will hinder you from doing what God wants you to do. Amen? So now when God says to you, I want you to go certain place that may take a little more time after work and do something extra, you won't feel like, look, I, I just need to get home. I just want to get home. I ain't got time to go to Sister So-and-So's house and pray with her for a second because I'm tired. Amen? So when she asks me what I'm doing, I say I'm busy. <laughs> I lie. So now I'm lying. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay? So all of these things cause a vicious cycle from one little thing that you, you're thinking nothing about. Amen? Amen. So, what God is looking for from us, since I have three minutes, amen, is to do things that are going to bring us into his presence. Amen? You know, we talk about being on fire for God, but a lot of us aren't on fire for God. Amen? When you're on fire for God, it causes you to lose control. Amen? So now, when you start to get closer to God, anything godly that's going on, it's just like somebody, if you use electricity, somebody plugging you in. Oh, godly stuff, godly stuff. 
You could be walking down the street and and when you hear church and they getting down in their church, you are like, dang, oh, I feel like I want to go inside there. I don't care who they are, they're doing something and it's turning me on. Amen? Amen? That should be happening. But see, that only happens because you have bred in you more God. You read, you pray, and what happens is it keeps drawing you closer and closer. All those things are starting to come out. The things that was blocking you are starting to come out. And any time that something godly is going on, it seems to get on you. Amen? It seems to excite you. Things that before used to excite, they don't excite you no more. Amen? You want to have a passion that is burning. Amen? You know, so now when we come here and during the praise and worship, this, this place should be like jumping. They should be walking past him going, boy, they don't even have to speak. But for some reason, when you go in there, it's jumping when they start doing that praise and worship stuff. Amen? It's passion. You got to have a passion for it. And most of us don't have a passion for it. We don't. We think we do, but we don't. You don't have a passion for it if you are not interested in the things of God. Amen? You are not interested in worshiping God or praising God if you don't have any connection with him. You've got to start to do more things. So part of your process is more God, more God. It's just like when, when I said to you about the eating, all right? Most of us try to stop to lose the weight, but that's not the way to do it. We've got to put more in, more right things in. So when you think that it's not working, you need to read more. You've got to put more in. And what you'll find that it starts to ignite a fire, and the fire starts to get on. You don't have to try. All you got to do is be willing to read and pray. Doesn't mean that you got to understand everything that you read. You don't have to understand everything. You, you don't have to hear voices that, thus says the Lord, now I am with you as you pray. You don't have to hear nothing. You can sit there and it can be silent. Amen? God knows. Amen? And that thing is going to start to jump. And when that thing starts to jump off on all of the people here, you'll find that we're going to get some places. Because see, what we're looking at is this. Works in his presence. A lot of us is getting busy doing works. But works ain't going to bring his presence. Amen? Do you want the works or do you want his presence? Amen? It's just like when Jesus said to, uh, what, what was it? One of the sisters, and she said, uh, look, this, the, one of the sisters complained and said, this one is doing stuff, and she's not helping us, and we're trying to prepare this place for you. And Jesus is like, well, she chose the better thing just to try and come and, and take care of what I wanted her to take care of. She didn't care about this party thing that you're talking about. Amen? Some of us are so busy trying to do works that we ain't working on ourselves is what God is saying. Amen? You got to choose the better thing. So your works will be efficient, which cause the presence to come in. Amen? But if you're just trying to work, you're going to work yourself into the ground. Amen? Now, the whole reason for this process going on is this. It's something that I think that I hear Pastor Kerry, he's saying it solely, but I guarantee you it's going to get stronger. I hear Kelly saying it. I hear Lisa saying it. I hear everybody is vaguely saying it. Our job 
Our job is to bring people into the kingdom. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Our job is to bring people into the kingdom. We got every we got all kinds of people here that do different things, but our job is to bring people into the kingdom. Amen. So that means that you have to be an effective worker. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just come before your throne of grace in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now, if there's anybody within the sound of my voice that does not know Jesus, amen. And you want to come and say, I want to be on the Lord's side. Amen. What I want you to do is just repeat it. Everybody repeat after me. Father, I have decided to choose Jesus. Amen. Amen. I thank you that I acknowledge that he is the way, hallelujah, into your kingdom, hallelujah. I turn around from my sin in the name of Jesus. I decide today to choose Jesus. I decide to walk away from the world. I thank you for accepting me into your kingdom in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast We trust you received something out of today's message Be sure to subscribe for future episodes Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International And always remember, be not afraid, only believe, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.